Hey, this is Lori from Hike, where we explore, wander, and live. In today's episode, we talk about setting goals for 2019, staying motivated, and I have a great conversation with Go Adventure Moms, Kathy Dalton. So take a listen. So I asked some of my listeners and followers what they were doing for 2019 goals. And here are some of them. One was to mentally prepare for Half Dome. And yeah, I totally hear you on that one. A lot of times with hiking, it's more mental than anything else. Um, Another was simply hike more and enjoy nature, which is awesome because I think that's a great goal just to get out and enjoy yourself out in nature. And then another goal that someone had was the Tour de Leconte Challenge, which is doing all six trails up to Mount Leconte in the Great Smoky Mountains in one day. So whether you're doing a 40 plus miler or just wanting to get out every day, um, something as simple as a mile a day, such as the 365 mile challenge, and we'll talk a little bit about that later, um, I've come up with three things that you should do. Um, in order to be successful. One is to write it down. Write down your goals. Make sure that they're visible and available to you. Second, make it a habit. Do something daily. Um, Habits usually form after 21 days, so you're going to want to kick off the new year with something, whether you're training for the Turtle Account Challenge or just wanting to get out every day. And then thirdly, sharing your results, um, having someone to help you be accountable. In that way, these three things can help you really be successful. And so my guest today is Kathy Dalton of Go Adventure Mom blog and podcast. And also, she is um, one of the founders of the 365 Mile Challenge, which really promotes getting out there at least one mile a day for 365 days and is a great way to help start you know, jumpstart you in getting outdoors. So come take a listen as I have a conversation with Kathy about several topics. We talk about the 365 mile challenge. We talk about just being on social media, getting families active, being active and staying motivated. So looking forward to hearing about your 2019 goals and what you're doing to set them and also stay accountable in the new year. We are doing something fun today. We are doing a joint podcast where Lori and I are kind of interviewing each other. Thank you. Thank you so much. So I was really excited to get connected with you and to learn more about um, your podcast and, and you know, what you've been doing and um, just a little bit more about um also the 365 mile challenge that you are also part of. So I guess, Kathy, we can start it out and just introduce yourself. And I know you like to ask your um, guests the favorite place to adventure. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you that. What's the favorite place you go and adventure? So I think it's so fun. We've, this will be our 53rd episode and I don't know that I've ever asked myself that question. So it's kind of fun to, to answer that question. Um, this past year we bought a camp trailer and we spent almost every weekend from about April to October out in camping. Now there, you know, there were a couple weekends we didn't get out, but what has been so fun for 
our family is to explore like the little unknown towns in Utah that um, specifically we went rock hounding in this place called Cleveland, Utah. Um, and the teeny tiny town next to it was called Clawson. And I think the population might be like 35. <laughs> and it's been just so fun to get to know our own state. So I'd say right now we are just loving getting to know Utah and the amazing like geological history it has and uh, just the fun recreation that we enjoy in hiking and getting out and camping, but definitely are loving exploring Utah. Well, that's great. I mean, I, I have never been to Utah. Well, maybe to the airport, but um, <laughs> it's definitely on my wish list. And of course, I'm someone that really likes the whole geology aspect of things as well. Um, collected rocks as a little kid. So the girl in me is just like, oh, I want to go. I want to go visit all of those places and well, learn more yeah. about the, you know, geology, like you said. Um, so for me, I would say uh, the place that I like to go adventure. I mean, right now it's been um, just in the, the southern um, Appalachian region. I've been spending a lot of time in North Georgia and um, Western North Carolina, um, just doing a lot of um, adventuring, um, looking at all the different trails. And I would say the people are so um, nice and welcoming and it's definitely a great hiking community. So a couple of the cities that I enjoy being in um, and being part of their community is Clayton, Georgia, which is a great little North Georgia town and also Silva, North Carolina, another um, mountain town, which has some great little um, unique um, boutiques and it's just a very welcoming feel um, and so close to all the adventures so those are two and of my favorite places. I love that I love um, just getting a sense for people and you tell us where you're based. Okay I am based in Michigan. Um, I have been lucky enough in the last several years to work in a job that allows me to travel um, mostly down um, to the Atlanta area but also you know throughout the country and um, I did a stint in Alaska for a previous job and just um, that has really opened my eyes to um, you know instead of just sitting in a hotel room um, I could only do that for so much and just decided to get out and you know learn about the area and find some trails to go um, hike on. Oh, I love that. And for some reason, I thought that's where you lived. And that's <laughs> that's why you've kind of gotten to know this area so much better. But I love that. I mean, business travel always sounds like really fun and luxurious, but it is terrible. <laughs> it is not fun. No, it is hotel not. Food and not sleeping well. So I love that on those uh, business trips, you've been able to get out and really explore and get a sense for these new communities. That's so great. Yeah, I would say uh, you definitely have to um, kind of get beyond yourself and just, um, you know, getting, um, you know, that gregarious or extrovert has to come out in you to be able to um, be in that situation. And but what I found is people are so sweet and welcoming and um, really just through either um, online communities or just getting out there and talking to people on the trail. I've just met so many wonderful people. And have you found, um, tell, tell us a little bit about like the online communities that you're connected with. 
Okay, well, I would say mostly um, like through Instagram, I would say started out just kind of, you know, following some hashtags, um, some of the, you know, common ones to the North Georgia area, um, got to meet um, one fellow hiker and she, you know, said, hey, um, I'll go with you. I, I like to hike and you like to hike and let's uh you know, get to know each other. So got to, you know, meet a very um, good friend that way. So Instagram is a big um, place for me as well as just, um, I've learned a lot just from reaching out. Um, so things that I've been interested in, for example, um, you know, looking at, you know, hiking in the Smokies, reaching out to people that have been with friends of the Smokies or in um, different communities, written books. So those are some of the ways that I've I've um, ventured out and met other people who have the same interests. Facebook, and, for sure, too. And tell me about the journey that you've been on, because you work a full-time job, but then you also yes, have I Hike do. Magazine and you have the Hike Podcast. Yes, I have. I have a lot of things to keep me busy. <laughs> um, hey, I wear so, many hats too. <laughs> I know. So you know exactly how that is. Um, so I started um, Hike Magazine just as a way of being able to um, document the things that I enjoy about the trails. For example, um, you know, I take a lot of pictures. I've always been into photography and I've done some blogging and it was just a way of being able to put something together. And um, I love just the ability to create, to work on layout. So that was that was where it came from. And then um, as part of that, um, a good friend of mine had said, you know, he was into podcast and just listening and trying to get me into it. And and then he said, you know, I, I'm surprised you haven't taken that on with all the stuff you take on. And I said, oh, you know, I kind of like that idea. So that's what got me into it. Um, been doing it for a couple of months almost now. And I really love it. Really love just the connecting with people, hearing their stories and um, putting something out there that celebrates not only the people, um, but also the area itself and the community that supports hikers. So I love that. And so what about you? Tell me a little bit about why you started your um, Go Adventure Mom podcast and, and the kind of the thing behind that and, and how you um, managed to um, wear so many hats. um so I my background was is is in communication marketing and started a blog about 11 years ago and again found that as a way to connect with others that were in a similar phase of life as me and it was just this eye-opening experience because it's kind of when Twitter was you know still pretty new and it was this great way to connect with other people that um you know, we're building their own sites and through social media, we're able to, you know, to grow a community and we have a great um, group of influencers and bloggers that are based out of Utah and just, you just enjoyed um, the connections that we made, but I never kind of felt like I really fit in. And uh, a lot of, I think 35% of the nation's mom bloggers are in Utah. So a lot of the, like the DIY and the crafters, and that just wasn't me. And I was more lifestyle focused. And then about five or six years ago, I shifted to Go Adventure Mom. 
and getting families outdoors because that is what we do. That's what we love. That is the place that brings me a lot of joy. And since making that transition, we've really been on this mission to um, end nature deficit disorder. I don't know if your listeners are familiar with Richard Louv's book called Last Child in the Woods, and he talks about nature deficit disorder, which is not a real disorder, but it is what we've seen happen over the last 20 years where kids aren't getting outside like they used to and really have tried to advocate and to support moms, especially getting outdoors with their kids and that those adventures can look as big or as small as you want them to. We've we've had women on the podcast that have, you know, hiked them on Mount Blanc trail with their infant, but we also focus on moms that are going to the park and walking outside with their kids because, you know, some days look different for other people and those adventures, you know, being big or small, it's it's all about being intentional about getting outside. I think that's a really great point. And it, it also shows uh, the ability for some inclusion because I think as someone, um, you know, my children are older now, but I came from the generation that, you know, you were outdoors all the time and, you know, we were always um, playing and, and, you know, parks and, and different things like that. And it was a challenge to fit that in with my child you know, children, but as someone who, you know, may not have been able to take them, you know, mountain climbing or something like that, you just want to be able to have an avenue that shows, hey, these are all the things that you can do as a mom, a parent, you know, a a caregiver, and it doesn't have to be, you know, going out on long hikes every weekend. It's just the little things you can incorporate. Absolutely. And about, it's been almost two years. It'll be two years in March that I started the podcast. Uh, My friend Rebecca Walsh, uh, she has a site and a podcast called Height Like a Woman. And she just really encouraged me to start a podcast. And it was one of those, you know, I hate my own voice and I hate this and that. But really what it came down to was serving the community and providing resources and inspiration you know, on the go when we can, while we're folding laundry, while we're doing some of those mundane things in life. And what I've loved is interviewing people and getting to know them, making that connection, but also learning from them and from their experiences and the things that kind of drive them. So I love learning what people's stories are and kind of the storytelling aspect of it. That just brings me a lot of joy. And I love I think the podcast more than the actual blogging and the writing, because I feel like we get to go a lot deeper than we do in, you know, a 500 word article. Yes, I, I totally agree with you. And I think I found um, from my writing, the most challenging was sticking on a schedule and um, being able to get that out there. But I don't, really feel that way with the podcast. The podcast, I think, is just always something. There's always someone new to reach out to. It's very inspiring. And like you said, my my favorite um, things to do, my favorite episodes are when I'm learning about others and learning about the, you know, the place they live in, whether, um, you know, small towns and, um, you know, all of the things that come with that. That's, yeah, I, I think it's the sense of connection and I love being able to share that. We've got, we've got great listeners and 
I think it's a great way to serve them and provide other resources. So this is such a crazy busy time of the year, right? You know, we're getting into the holidays, kind of everyone's getting all their holiday shopping done and Christmas parties and and getting, um, you know, that taken care of. How do you feel, um, you know, as closing out the year that um, what is some advice, you know, for keeping, I guess, people still um, engaged and involved in, in, you know, getting out, spending time together, um, not just making it about the bustle, but getting outdoors. And, you know, are there any things that you've been able to incorporate with your family, for example, or, or, um, or others? I, th- I think, you know, it's a challenge for all of us to get outside, especially when it's busy, but to remember we can layer and we can bundle and we can get outside, but also setting that expectation, like just kind of low and that, you know, if we're going to, you know, maybe go for a little walk, you know, on a trail, uh, we like to go up Mill Creek and it's a closed trail and you, you can bring the dog and have them be off leash. Like we might just make it to the trailhead some days <laughs> And other days, you know, we might make it a little bit farther up the hill, but just knowing that it's it's that experience and to try to not set those expectations on yourself and on your, your kids before you get there and kind of let them do some of the guiding and let them kind of be the ones that choose where we go or, you know, how we do this, I think is a good way to do that. But also, I think a lot of it comes down to mindset. Like I definitely would much rather be hibernating right now. I do not like being outside. I do not like being cold, (laughs) but I love how I feel when I am outside. And I think it's remembering that and remembering like why we do it is to create those connections and to, inspire um, or not so much inspire but to create those those moments together absolutely I was thinking when you were talking about that just creating the memories and having that to um, kind of hold on to and and I think as families you remember that you know as friends whoever you're getting together with you remember those memories and those moments more so than you know whatever gift you may have opened Um, so I think it's great to try to incorporate And for us, a big thing that we've done this past year is that we've, uh, my husband and I specifically, we have tried to shift our mindset. Before we were very much, you know, all or nothing. Like if we cannot be, you know, in the parking lot at the ski resort by 845, like it is a failure. Like it's going to be a bad day. And we've, we've really had to work because that was our mindset. That's how, you know. We were, you know, we we thought that's the only way that you could do it, right? And so we've really tried to shift that mindset of, you know what, you can go up on a Saturday at one o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> you don't have to go, you know, from first chair to last chair. And that it doesn't have to be this all or nothing mentality, but that it can be a positive experience. And for us just to be aware of that and to realize like, it doesn't have to be something that's this super intense, super stressful thing that I've noticed. Like yesterday, um, we were going up um, up to Deer Valley to uh, to work on a project. And, um, you know, we needed to get all the kids loaded in the car and get outside and all that. But 
I was I was really proud of us as parents because we were very um, different than we would have responded. Our our daughter had spilled hot chocolate on the you know the sweater she was going to wear, and you know we were running behind. And instead of automatically switching over into you know I'm going to turn into psycho mom, of you know let's take a deep breath, let's you know put things into perspective, and and just remember like these are it's it's okay to not have it be perfect. It's okay to be a little bit late instead of this, you know, if we're not at the door at exactly one o'clock, you know, it's a bad thing. Yeah. I think that makes your experience a lot more enjoyable um, to kind of take that step back and just let it come. Um, You know, one of the things as you were talking, I was thinking about is, you know, how to, uh, you know, my children are older and um, as teenagers trying to engage them, um, sometimes it's been a challenge to say, you know, hey, want to, you know, let's go hiking, go hiking with mom. Um, And it is also trying to get it on their terms and, um, and, you know, not being so, uh, you know, for me, like you're saying, like stringent on, okay, well, we have to do this and we have to get this many miles in and we have to, um, you know, get out the door by, you know, this time, Um, but trying to, you know, foster um, that experience and the the positive, you know, things that can come with it by spending time, you know, outdoors and, and also trying to show them, you know, the things that, uh, you know, I enjoy and love. And I've had some good experiences that way. But I also want to add that, like, by no way are we perfect. Like, we have really ugly, awful days. Like, our first day out skiing, you know, we had one run. And we had, you know, little people falling apart. And it was a lot of effort. And I think I burned, like, 10,000 calories. <laughs> like, it was it was hard. And I, I think you know, a lot of the time we get in this mindset of like, it has to be this, you know, picture perfect Instagrammable image of, you know, we've got it all together. But in reality, like if you could zoom out and see like, we don't got it all together. (laughs) So yeah, let's talk a little bit about that. Because uh, that can be, I know, for me, so daunting, Um, you know, looking at just if you just look at, you know, Instagram, if you think of it as, oh, wow, look at these, you know, these perfect situations, or you see, you know, everything is perfect in the picture. It's just, um, and you look at your own life, you know, for me and say, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm sweaty. <laughs> my my hair is never look, it never looks that good. <laughs> I've got this, you know, sheen to me and, you know, out of breath. And, and so, you know, how do you, you know, as someone, you know, out there, um, and Instagram, how do you encourage the people that are following you to kind of understand um, that it's not just, you know, um, the ideal, um, you know, environment all the time? You know, I think everyone can be a little better, myself included, at, you know, showing the ugly and showing the not so perfect moments. And, um, you know, I, I try to be very honest, like, yeah, this is this is the good picture. But, you know, there were 20 others that didn't look so good or, you know, it, this was a hard day. Um, I really love like Facebook Live and Instagram stories as a way to connect and, again, tell a little bit more of that story than in, you know, a short just picture. 
And I, I think it's hard. I, I think the more we can feel comfortable in our own vulnerability, then I think that opens up conversation and opportunities to let other people know that they're not alone and that, you know, the mom trying to get her kids out the door and just to go play in the snow and, you know, how exhausted she is <laughs> by, by the time that that's over, that, you know, we're not alone in this. And I think the more that we can speak to that, and um, it's it's definitely something that I'm not comfortable with. And I've really had to work a lot the last past two years on myself to get to a point where I am not just this, you know, facade of perfection, but that I can open up and feel, you know, safe saying that, you know, these things are hard and it's it's a hard day and things aren't so great now. Do you feel like through the podcast that's also enabling you to um, open up and be more vulnerable? Absolutely, because I think we we so get a people. sense. Oh, sorry, it cut out. Do you want to say it again? Like I didn't yeah. hear all of your question. Go ahead. Okay. As to say, so do you think that the podcast has helped? It cut out again. Can you can you do it again? It, yeah, I don't know if it's I don't know what's going on. Okay. Okay. So do you think that through the podcast, you've been able to really address that, you know, vulnerability and um, it's helped you open up? I I would hope so. Um, I, I think a lot of the time, like when we're reading, you know, a Facebook post or an Instagram post, we don't always get a sense of the tone. And if you don't know somebody and you don't know their personality and you don't know that, like, maybe they're trying to be a little funny, that sometimes those things can be taken wrong when when that's not what it's meant to at all. But when we're able to, you know, be more vulnerable or share kind of those hard things, um, there's definitely been episodes that I have allowed myself to, you know, go a lot deeper and show a lot more emotion than I think I would have been comfortable even on the blogging side of things. And I, I think you get a sense for that emotion and you get a sense for um, the tone and the way that things are said. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I think it allows um, us to learn from each other as well as learn about ourselves through that whole process. So I found it you know, very much enlightening as I've taken on the whole podcast journey. That's that's great. And I haven't been very good at asking you questions through this interview. Um, what, what has been the biggest challenge in your experience being on, on the, the social media side? Oh, I would say for me, it's um, one of the challenges, of course, is just, you know, starting out, um, you know, it was one of those where I'm building my platform, so a lot of it is learning as I go, um, trying to engage people in that way. So that's probably been, um, you know, more so the, the biggest challenge of just trying to get out there and, you know, get my voice heard and um, meet other people and, and network and, and things like that. Um, and then just making sure that I'm really, you know, using social media um, as I should. So I think some of it's just having a busy life and, you know, like, oh, and so I use certain tools, you know, to help, you know, kind of to auto post. And so things are connected so I can keep things, you know, current. But, you know, that's just been um, 
just the daily life of things and and trying to to be more organized um, which kind of leads me into I know one of the topics that we wanted to talk about was you know how do we set goals um, not only for um, just the basic things like I was saying organization and you know building out you know hike for next year but um, just in personal um, matters of you know one of the things and how I got introduced to you was through the um, the 365-mile challenge. So um, can you tell me a little bit about, you know, the goal-setting aspect of of what you do? Yeah. So the 365-mile challenge is a, a group where we get together and we virtually complete miles together. And the goal is to do one self-propelled mile a day. So a self-propelled mile is walking, hiking, running, cycling, cross-country skiing, snowshoeing, but it's not um, horseback riding or, um, you know, riding in your ATV or in your car. (laughs) (laughs) Or, like, I I think we could could debate the e-bikes because I really want an e-bike. So (laughs) (laughs) I think that the bikes that you aren't using – electricity but but those lung powered miles and what I've really loved in this challenge this is our third year that we are hosting this challenge and it kind of like I I, as far as like working out in fitness I was always one that would go to the gym and be like okay I got to do 30 minutes of cardio and then I got to go lift weights for 30 minutes but when we started this challenge three years ago I love that it was a distance and that could be done, you know, really quick if I'm running Mm -hmm. or if I want to take my four-year-old, it's going to be a little bit slower. And I kind of like that it took the pressure off of the time, but that it was more about moving and getting outside. And the social interaction and connection through that, I mean, is, is what I'm taking away too. Absolutely. We've built an incredible community over 2,500 people have participated in the challenge the last two years that we've done it. And we, you, you sign up, you go to the 365milechallenge.org, and then you get an email that welcomes you to the challenge. And then we have a private Facebook group where we are able to connect with each other and we're, we track our miles. We have a mileage Monday where we we check it and we share how many miles we did the past week. And then we do monthly giveaways for lots of great um, things like, you know, right now it's beanies and hats. We've got backpacks and water bottles and all of those little things to kind of keep us encouraged. And the community is definitely my favorite part of the challenge because we are connecting with people that are like us. And I think so often in life, you know, maybe we work with people or we have family members that maybe we don't connect with quite the same or our neighbors. And it's so refreshing to find people that are like us. And I love that the ages, they range. Um, Young, I'd say, you know, early college to more experienced retired into I think 75 and 80 plus that are outside getting their miles in they're either you know meeting up with a friend and they're they're doing the challenge together 
they're posting their pictures on Instagram and on Facebook and you just get to see happy people that are outdoors. Like it's, it's awesome to see a Facebook feed filled with happy people. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally, I can, I can definitely agree with that. Um, I, you know, I've been looking at, you know, personally just thinking, okay, I want to do a challenge next year. Um, I think it's great. Uh, to do something where you can have other people that help you be accountable because that's where I just really don't do well at is, you know, being able to, um, you know, make sure I'm logging things. Um, I'll go out there and I'll do really well for maybe the first like three weeks. And then, oh, you know, I just kind of forget about it. (laughs) So, so those are some things that I think, um, as you were saying, the 365 mile challenge is is a great place to have that, you know, out there for people to to connect and and hold each other accountable. And of course the social aspect the social of it. Aspect yeah. of it. But also the, you know, simple steps mm-hmm. day after day, they really do lead to great things. And to look back on the year and to say, hey, you know what? I did 365 miles. Like this, this is a great thing that I've accomplished. And we see a lot of people, you know, it doesn't end up being every day. And sometimes it needs to be on the weekend or you need to go a couple more miles. But really what we're trying to promote is that it's those intentional miles that you're getting out there and you're thinking about it and you're doing it for you. And you're getting out there because this is something that you want to do. And we try to create that top of mind awareness so that it remains a priority and it remains something fun that you want to do and accomplish. And we really try to support our community with that. So what other things are you looking to to do? What are some of your goals in 2019? Oh, that's a good question. Um, So I think... For me, I try to not focus so much just on goals as um, a word. And over the years, I've you know had different words to focus on. And I'm still trying to figure out what my word of the year is. So I don't know if you ever ever done um, a word, Lori. No, but that is something that I'm really interested in knowing more about. Um, you know, some of the things that I've been looking at doing is um, a vision board. Uh, uh-huh. I would like to have that for 2019, just putting it together, you know, the vision for like what I want to do, um, you know, with different hiking adventures I want to go on, um, different things I want to uh, do with the magazine, for example. So those are some things that I've been thinking about as a way to help um, really gain that momentum and put some focus. Yes, definitely. As as you're saying that, I I have a little teeny tiny corner desk in in my home that I work from mm-hmm. and I, I have a, a laptop and then behind me I've got this big um, iMac but it's like I don't know 10 years old and I use it to put post-it notes on and so it really <laughs> is like my vision board and as you're saying that I'm realizing oh I do have a vision board I and I do really have specific goals in each area so I have a post-it note that says family and then underneath mm-hmm. it We've got some, you know, goals for family and then for the podcast and 365 and my consulting and and the other aspects of life. And then I put, you know, my little post-it notes on there. So that's part of uh, my vision and um, kind of the things that I'm, I'm hoping to do in the new year. Um, I think the 
the one phrase that's that's stuck in my mind, not so much just a word, but I woke up, I can't remember, a, a day last week and just had the thought of be good, do good. And for me, when I am serving others and feel like I'm a force for good in this world, that that is what my purpose is. And so I think for 2019, I'm going to add a, a post-it note up there on my vision board that is is more intentional of, of serving others and doing good in the world. And that is a wonderful mindset. It's very much really a hiker mindset, um, you know, thinking of all of the, you know, stewardship that we have for our lands, for um, the trails, and for other visitors. So that's something that is definitely um, close to my heart and just being able to, you know, promote um, the good out there because there is a lot of good out there and we just need to spend more time, you know, focusing on that. Well, and I, I also think outdoors and especially nature, it really becomes this great equalizer that anybody can come out and it doesn't matter what your title is. It doesn't matter your history. It doesn't matter because together when we're out there, we're able to make, you know, these new connections. And I I think it's such a great way um, just to learn and, and to be connected through the outdoors. Yeah. I think that's a great point is, everyone can get outdoors in most cases and um, be able to enjoy nature. And it, it's not really as much about, um, you know, like you said, job titles or, you know, your home address or, or, you know, what car you drove to the trailhead or what bike Mm -hmm. you took. It's just being out there. And, um, and that's why I enjoy it so much. Um, It's mostly a lot of self um, discovery when I'm out there and being able to focus on, you know, having a few moments to, to think about, you know, decompress and um, really put myself in balance. That's what I, I find so, so inspiring about um, being out, out there in, in nature. I love it. Me too. Is there anything else that you would like to talk about that we haven't so far? Oh, I'm sure there's lots of things I would love to ask you, but maybe that, maybe we can put that for a future episode. That would be great. Well, thank you for uh, having me come on today and and share with your community. And um, thank you for the the chance to talk about the 365 mile challenge and uh, hope that you'll be a part of it this year. I definitely am going to do it this year. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Lori. Okay. And thank you, Kathy. Thank you for your time and sharing and um, your just, you know, kindness and, you know, getting out there and um, connecting with me and and telling me about yourself. So I appreciate it. And I'm going to post the link um, to sign up for the 365 mile challenge in my podcast notes, because I'd like to see some others out there. and, And it's definitely a great community to be part of. So excited to, uh, to get to know it better. Awesome. Thanks. I want to thank Kathy Dalton of Go Adventure Mom for taking the time out of her day to tell me more about what she's doing and the things that she has that help keep her family active and that can keep all of us active. Look for the links in my podcast notes 
and I hope that you all have a great new year. See you on the trail.